0: Trouble. It's going to get there. 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage
2: moment in, in the it is for the win! So welcome to episode 74 of the Irish Cheese podcast. I'm Dale Lowell, Peter Jones, and Todd Widener are here with me today. Episode 74 is the Henry Jordan episode. First of all, Todd, it's great to see you again. Are you feeling better than last week?
0: Yes, I went to a cardiologist after the last episode. <laughs> and uh you know did he say you're a, I'm, a, I'm being monitored let's put it that way okay after my record-breaking cuss rant yeah how many was it anyway
2: 37 dollars in the cuss jar holy We've,
0: shit y- yeah well how much was the i mean was there a number on uh the before rant
2: I don't know. So I had to start tally marking them because we were missing them left and right. We could not keep up with quarters. (laughs) I
0: I couldn't keep up either.
2: I think uh, that it was like 23 from you in that Mohorquez rant.
1: And that was maybe two minutes long. Your doctor prescribed no more talking about special teams for the good of your health. But yeah, no more, no more special teams. <laughs> and here's a heart monitor. I get you got out.
2: your Apple Watch, and it's like, "Are you okay? Do we need yeah. to send emergency people to your house?" All I need is
0: someone, someone to send me like a Bahorquez jersey, and I'd probably end up dead.
2: I wouldn't I do know. that to you, Peter. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing, I'm
1: doing good. Thanks. Yeah.
2: So let's go. It was a very exciting day in, in the NFL today. Lots of things happened. Crazy things happened. Let's start with the great one, Tom Brady retired today after Adam Schefter had leaked it, what, two days ago that he was gonna retire. And Brady had to go on his own fucking podcast. First of all, why do all these guys have podcasts? You're on the fucking radio. Get out of our space. This is space for normal people like us. We want your fucking podcast on anyway. Tom Brady had to say it on his own and he retired today. Peter, one of the things that was interesting, he did not mention in his message the New England Patriots.
1: Yeah, I thought that was very strange. You 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 sort of read that message and you assumed, well, there must be another message coming that's going to talk about his time with the Patriots. But no specific mention of the Patriots at all, which was very strange. I saw that Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, put out his own message saying, you know, that that Tom was part of his extended family and, and all of that. So he was very, very nice message that Robert Kraft put out. But for Brady not to mention the Patriots at all, at least by name, was very odd. I wouldn't call
2: it odd. That is a calculated <laughs> message to somebody. You spend 20 of your 22 years or whatever it was with one team and you don't mention them at all? There's something there. There's something more to that story. You don't You don't omit them by accident. Had thoughts at all.
0: Yeah, it was kind of strange the way it was reported because it was like Schefter reported it and then a few days later it's like, oh, wait a minute. He hasn't said anything yet. And then even this morning when I was watching the news, they were like, they were speculating on whether he was retiring or not. I was like, what the fuck? And then I went to the gym and saw it on ESPN. And, yeah, then he officially announced it Actually, words came out of his mouth instead of someone else. So I don't read that, that much into the whole Omitting Patriots stuff, but is he the greatest of all time? Yeah, I think so. I know you don't like him, but I have no beef with that guy. I mean, he probably he's the best football players ever put on an NFL jersey. I don't know how you can dispute that.
2: He's definitely the winningest football quarterback yeah. of all times. That I'll never dispute. He is a closer, and I said that last week or whatever. Whenever he wasn't always the best player in a lot of those games. But his team won those games, and there's no taking that back. I don't think that there will be another player in the NFL that wins that many rings
1: ever. No, not in our lifetime. No. no. Well, my question is to you, you two guys. Do you think retiring now affects Aaron Rodgers' decision whether or not to retire now? Part of the reason for that is if... Brady and Rogers retire together, or in this year, they would both go into the Hall of Fame in the same year. And I just wonder what you guys think about whether that ha- impacts Rogers' decision about retirement.
0: I don't see a likely outcome of Rogers retiring. I don't. I think if he he's either going to play out uh, the rest of his years in Green Bay, or he's going to be in a different uniform next year. That's pretty much how it's going to go. Do I think that, I, I think Brady's retirement may. I don't know what it's going to do. I don't know that it's going to impact. I mean, Rodgers is kind of, it's been kind of weird this year. So he's unpredictable. I have no idea. I do have one thought about the MVP though. I wonder if maybe Brady got insider information that he might actually be the MVP and that that's kind of like one thing he can kind of walk away with off into the sunset with an, with an MVP. I don't know. Maybe that influenced his decision to retire. Like, yeah, you did. You, you got bounced out of the playoffs. You're not in the Super Bowl this year. But by the way, dude, you're going to get the MVP. So maybe that, that was enough for him to pull the trigger and retire. I
2: yeah. will say that there is zero chance that Aaron Rodgers retires now that Tom Brady is retired. There is zero chance he wants to share the podium at the Hall of Fame with Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady. <laughs> Never gonna happen. Aaron Rodgers would wait one more year to retire just so he could be on the podium by himself with his gigantic ego. He ain't sharing that with Tom Brady. He's trying to get out from the shadow of Tom Brady. There isn't a guy in the NFL happier than Aaron Rodgers that Tom Brady just retired. He can now maybe win a couple Super Bowls and God willing, it's with the Green Bay Packers so that he can sort of chase Brady's legacy. That's what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Aaron Rodgers will never retire this year. That is there's no way I would put my entire paycheck on that. And I was, just to add to the whole like Rodgers retiring thing, imagine if Aaron Rodgers retired today. Let's say no, not today. Let's say Aaron Rodgers retires three years from now after playing a couple years in Oakland or Denver or wherever it might be and Aaron Rodgers didn't mention the Packers at all in his closing message, Packers Twitter would be a complete mess. It would be like setting off a nuclear bomb on Packers Twitter if he didn't mention the Packers in that message. It would be insanity. And I would be one of those people with my middle finger to Aaron Rodgers if he gave the middle finger to Packers and Packers fans.
0: I heard some rumor that the Niners were interested in. That's always been a rumor, though, because he's, you know, that's.
2: Yeah, because he's from California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was... What do you do with
0: Trey Lance and Garoppolo? That's not happening, right? <laughs> do, do you trade Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers for Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo? We're just going to switch quarterbacks like a wife swap type thing. <laughs> and like <laughs> five years of number one draft round picks. But
2: yeah there is zero chance peter and i were talking about this before we started recording there's zero chance they trade him to someone in the nfc right especially the 49ers could you imagine oh my gosh no never that's never happening packers aren't stupid unless like peter said before we started recording that the 49ers had like five first round picks waiting in the wings for the, for that because that would be something otherwise no no way let's talk about special fucking teams todd
0: I thought we were gonna do the whole top of the list. Oh, I didn't thank the sponsors or none of that stuff. No, he didn't do shit. <laughs> it's literally at the top of the fucking page. Oh yeah. Let me thank the sponsors. Even, and we didn't even do hand it off to oh yeah. Well,
2: this is what happened last week too. We got on a <laughs> we meaning I got on a roll and then here goes. Thanks to Rhonda at Arnhem Management. Thanks to Dwight at DG We appreciate both of you. You can find us on Twitter at AVGCheese. Send us an email, AVGCheese at gmail.com. We have a new state, Connecticut. Someone listened to us in Connecticut. We are now in 38 states plus Washington, D.C. I was hoping we'd get to all 50 states before the end of this season. So if you're listening, you know, you have friends in Idaho or Rhode Island or any of the states we haven't been had to listen to. Send them a message. Tell them to go listen to the average cheese so I can get to 50 states in the next three weeks. How many do we have?
0: 38. Oh. Thanks for listening. Okay. (laughs) It's not my department. All right. I literally just
2: said that like three seconds ago. I'm
0: not listening either. (laughs) The boringest fucking part of the
1: podcast.
2: Of course. I'm trying to get through it just just like you are. I could just record that stuff ahead of time and then just put it in later.
1: How many was it?
2: How many states? Yeah, 38. <laughs> 38 states. <laughs> Welcome to Connecticut. I don't know what the motto is in Connecticut, but thanks for listening. We hope you, you continue to listen data. after I just bored you for four minutes. So now we can talk about Henry Jordan, Peter. Go ahead.
1: Episode 34. 74, Henry Jordan. So part of the Packers dynasty of the, of the 60s. He was actually drafted by the Cleveland Browns and traded to the Packers in 59. Played a couple of years in Cleveland. Another one of those guys that um, Lombardi and Jack Venisi kind of picked up like, like Willie Davis just before that dynasty of the 60s really took off. Henry Jordan, defensive tackle. Great pass rusher from defensive tackle. Had three and a half sacks in the Western Conference playoff game, which was the game before the Ice Bowl. Three and a half sacks against the Rams, actually, that game. Yeah, what else can you say about Henry Jordan? Multiple-time pro bowler, five-time first-team all-pro in the 60s. Was just one of those mainstay guys from that period. Inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1985. 1995, member of the Packers Hall of Fame. Just a great, great player. And and certainly one of the great pass rushers from the defensive tackle spot. Sadly, passed away very young in the, in the mid-70s with... From a heart attack. Yeah. Just one of those great players from that from that period of time. And I guess to a degree, one of the lesser known Hall of Fame players from that period of time. You know, we always talk about Bart Starr and Paul Horning and Jim Taylor, but I guess Henry Jordan's name doesn't come up that often. But he's right up there with those guys.
2: All right. So on to some Packer News, special fucking teams. Mo Drayton finally fired today.
0: Yeah, that could have been a lot sooner, right? Yeah.
2: What were they waiting for? I don't know. I don't understand that. The timing of it is strange to me because you've got guys out there who are moving around guys who have good credentials that could become the Packers next special teams guy. And they're getting hired by other teams
0: or there's an internal guy.
2: (sighs) Are we going to do that again? Do you know what I mean? Like we've had bad special teams for years and years and years. And we keep hiring like the assistants, to the bad special teams guy over and over again. How about we not yeah. do that?
0: I mean, it is kind of entry level, right? And as far as the pecking order of the coaching staff, I mean, there's a, the assistant level of uh, in each one of those, but maybe it's time to promote someone, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know who would be in line for it. Me.
2: Yes. There it is. <laughs> Did me. You, have you applied for the position?
0: <laughs> would
2: you please? I should just send one in, man. I should. Send your resume in? Yeah. So, Let's do some different videos, though, of you kicking. Like, let's get you indoors and you and your sorrels and your hunting jacket. Yeah. That's not going to get you to
0: job. I'm ready. Let's do it. Well, I, I well, guarantee I wouldn't have fucking fat ass Lancaster out there trying to fucking block.
1: <laughs> I'd hire you just for that. And your friend Corey
0: Bajorquez would be your holder? No oh God, don't even bring that name up. See, there goes my heart
1: rate. <laughs> there it goes. So so, so Raynor Stewart is currently the uh, assistant special teams coach for the Packers. This was his first year as the assistant special teams coach. He was quality quality control guy before that. As Dale said, the recent history is that they promoted those guys internally. But you've got to believe at some point, and I, I don't know how good a coach Raynor Stewart is or how good a coach he's going to be, You know, he played in the NFL. But eventually, you know, we've gone through these special teams guys, you know, Ron Zook and Sean Menenga and now Mo Drayton. And there was guys before Ron Zook. And for the best part of probably 15 years, the pack of special teams has been average at best. Yeah, there will have been the odd year when they've been good. But I think for most years, they've they've not been great. And at some point, you have I ask the question, how much of it is the coaching? Is there a thing about they don't draft special teams guys, you know, and I'm not talking about specialists. I'm not talking about drafting a punner or a, or a long snapper. I'm talking about, you know, the guys you pick in the seventh round as your fourth inside linebacker. Is he a special teams guy? You know, your fifth or sixth wide receiver, is he a special teams guy? There's lots of questions and very few answers. And of course, I think as as observers, unless you're right in the middle of it, it's actually difficult to know who the really good special teams guys are that a team should be going after the
2: former Raiders head coach. What's his
1: name? Bisaccia. Yeah. he's yeah. Still out there. He's not going right.
0: to come and be a special teams coach.
2: That's what he was before he got the head job. Oh. With the Raiders.
0: Wasn't he? But that's like going way know. back.
2: And what you said is right, Todd. It's usually a younger guy trying to move his way up. I saw this on Twitter today. I believe it was. I Try not to go back and watch these things because I told you I would not. But it was on Twitter and I happened to scroll by on the block punt. There is not a lineman in the picture, meaning every one of those guys is like a tight end or a linebacker. They were focusing on Henry Black, who was the up back or whatever you call that guy. He didn't fucking touch anyone. No, but he's like 195 pounds. Why is he there? Right. It is no, there is no secret to why that punt was blocked. There was a 290 pound man blowing up a 240 pound man, and there was no one else that size that could help out. It nope. was that simple. That's bad coaching. There are so many things that the Packers special teams did wrong this year. It is coaching. Because at some point, as the special teams guy, you need to go to your head coach and go, I need somebody bigger, somebody better. I need to do something. And if you don't do that, you should be fired. There's so many aspects to this season that Mo Drayton should have been fired for. If you make out a list of all the blunders that could happen on a special teams play, the Packers checked every fucking box
0: this year. Every single one of them.
2: I would love to see any play that hasn't, that didn't happen.
0: That yeah. was a negative. I remember a few weeks uh, back when they were having their, their last debacle and Lafleur was like, oh, it's going to be every man on deck, right? Like, it, be prepared to, to switch over to special teams if you're a starter. And it's like, mm, I don't know if that's a great solution, but where the fuck was that philosophy? It didn't look like it. you're going to take fucking Tyler Lancaster and fucking put his ass to, to block. That's the solution? Oh, God. It didn't look like they ever did it. You know, Amari Rodgers goes back to, to receive kicks, catch it, either do nothing or run straight to the sideline and get out of bounds. That was the solution.
2: I'm glad he's fired. I'm not glad that the man is fired, but I want someone that could do the job that's better than he was. The end. And better yeah. than Ron Zook and better than Sean Menenga and better than all the other clowns that came before them. Can we just find one guy? Because what you said, Peter, is 100% true. You don't need them to be great. You just need them to be okay. And if they're okay, we're in the fucking Super Bowl. Just okay. And they weren't. And we're not. And there goes my blood pressure. <laughs> Do fucking Bye, Mo Drayden. I hope that you have success in some position somewhere. And I'm glad you're fired. Did this you? is super interesting. This... Came out today. This is not Packer related. Brian Flores, former coach of the Miami Dolphins, is suing the NFL, alleging its racist hiring practices. The NFL has one head coach who is black. Mike Tomlin. They have what is it called, Peter? The Rooney Rule, right? It's yeah. called the Rooney yeah. Rule. named for Art Rooney, I would assume, from the Steelers. Yeah where they have to interview coaches of color for the position. So Brian Flores, there's a couple of allegations which I think are great. He alleges that the Dolphins owner offered him $100,000 per loss so they could tank games. That's one of his allegations. (laughs) That's pretty awesome, first of all. Wow. Because isn't that owner, I thought I read somewhere that he is part of like a betting site. Or he's part owner in some betting site. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but I thought I read that somewhere. That is some crazy shit right there. If he's telling his head coach to tank games, regardless of the reason, if he's part of a betting website, there's a larger problem there other than Flora's getting fired for not doing it because that's some Pete Rose-type shit right there, like banning you from the game and from from the league-type thing. That's craziness. I hope he got that on tape because that would be awesome. He also alleges that he was asked to tamper with a quarterback under contract. The rumors are that that was Tom Brady when he was still in New England to try to bring him to Miami. He also alleges that the Giants and Broncos interviewed him only to comply with the Rooney rule and had no desire to actually hire him. Those are the big ones.
0: Those are pretty big allegations. I don't know where he, hopefully he has some, add some context to some of that or some proof. Those are pretty big allegations. If he's got emails or phone texts or something. He does have texts from Bill Belichick. Hmm.
2: Now the timing of those texts are what's in question. So Belichick thought he was texting Brian Dable He thought he was texting Brian Dable, but he was actually texting Brian Flores saying, hey, congratulations, you got the job. This was before Flores had even interviewed. So he's telling somebody congratulations for getting the job before Flores is actually interviewed. That's kind of some smoking gun shit right there, because then they are interviewing him only to comply with the Rooney rule. They've already hired a guy. Now they're going to go you know, interview their black candidate because they have to after they already have kind of made up their mind. More to come. And the Broncos, Peter, did you see the Broncos statement at all today? I didn't, no. The Broncos basically came out and said, fuck you, Brian Flores. We spent three and a half hours with you. They were sort of detailed in their explanation. They're like, we met with you from 730 to 11 o'clock on such and such a day in this Rhode Island hotel room. And they have notes like they they got notes that they kept from that interview, which I guess in this case was pretty forward thinking stuff to protect themselves. So they came out immediately and said, nope, didn't happen that way. We were interested in you. And here's our proof. The other thing that's kind of crazy in this is the NFL came out almost immediately and said these allegations have no merit. Like two hours after the allegations even went through court. How can you say in like two hours that there's no merit to anything if you haven't even investigated it yet?
0: Powerful organization just make can make things go away. Well, that's what well, it they sounds want it, like. They want it to go away. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's what it sounds like. We're saying it has no merit, but we haven't actually looked at anything. So we're just going to say it has no merit because we're the NFL. We're the juggernaut and we'll bury you in litigation. And and we
0: have the Super Bowl coming up.
2: I got a lot to say today. I'm sorry. I saw one of the players, I don't remember who it was, on Twitter said, you know how we're going to get black coaches? We're going to have some black owners. So along those lines, the Denver Broncos went on the market today. Hmm. The Bolin Trust. Now, Pat Bolin, the former owner, passed away. And the Boland Trust is going to sell the Denver Broncos. They are the first team since 2017 to be on the market. Maybe. Maybe there's an investment group, you know, headed by black folks. And we have our first black owner. But maybe that's the way. A black ownership group and they hire black coaches. That shouldn't be the way, right? It should be. This guy is the best candidate. I hope someday in our lifetimes we get to, this is the best candidate. We don't need a fucking Art Rooney rule to hire the best candidates. That's what I'd like to see. Because you shouldn't be hired because you're black. No more than you should be hired because you're white or Mexican or whatever. You shouldn't, you should be hired because you can coach the game of football better than most people on the planet. How many Black coaches I mean, do the Packers
0: have. We covered that in one of the episodes. We did way back in the there way back. There season. were several. I want to say there's five or six. A dude from Tampa Bay, the um former quarterback. Oh, Byron Leftwich. Leftwich. You have not heard much about
2: him though. Like in any of the hirings. Todd Bowles, I think, had interviews with the Vikings, and he took himself out of that job.
0: The Jags fill a coaching position yet? No. So I heard Leftwich might be interested. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean that's that's where I I would figure that Byron Leftwich would end up as a former Jaguar, and as a guy who is a was a former quarterback, a good yeah, quarterback, a really fit. good, yeah, perfect fit. Because because it's like the Bears situation, which they haven't done this, but I think that when you've got that guy trevor lawrence in this scenario get the best guy around him who's a quarterback's guy who knows how to play quarterback who knows how to coach quarterbacks give him the best opportunity to be the best player he can be because that's the future of your franchise that's the next 10 or 15 years of your franchise if you do that
2: eric Bieniemy hasn't gotten a lot of love i know he was a hot candidate not that long ago i've not yeah. heard much about him He's, he should land one too is he hurt because Patrick Mahomes is thought to be such a great player that he's not getting any love as far as the development of Patrick Mahomes goes?
1: I think he's hurt because everybody looks at the Chiefs and thinks, Andy Reid, it's Andy Reid's offense. Andy Reid pulls all the strings, et cetera, et cetera. And then I think that then hurts the guys the guys below. Everybody just thinks it's, 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 it's Andy Reid. And so I think the other guys may suffer when looking for other jobs
2: then why are all these Packers guys getting jobs? I'm not, it's a rhetorical question. I'm not asking. Yeah, no, 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 and
1: it's, and it's a fair question. And, And I, and I guess that, I guess because Andy Reid's been in the league for forever and a day, you know, he was one of Holmgren's assistants back in 92. So he's been coaching in the league for a long, long time. He's been a head coach in the league for a long, long time and a very successful head coach in the league at Philadelphia and at the chiefs. So I think he's kind of this dominating figure. I mean, look at, now I've mentioned it. Look at Holmgren and his offensive coordinator, Sherman Lewis, never got a head coaching job. And I think it's because people looked at that as being Holmgren's offense and Holmgren's team.
2: Or is it because he's black? I'm just putting it out there. I'm Again, I'm not asking either one of you to answer. I'm just putting it out there. We're talking about it and it it keeps going back. It's just interesting. Is Sherman Lewis did he ever want a head coaching job? I don't know. I'm not trying to say that he did or didn't. I'm just putting out there that he was African American and he didn't get a job. Eric Bieniemy same spot. Again, let's let the best coaches get jobs. That's all.
1: And, and those guys are super talented. Bieniemy, Byron Leftwich, super talented guys who either ought to be getting jobs or ought to be very very close to getting head coaching jobs.
2: The USFL is starting up in the spring. I think 3 of the 10 coaches
0: are African American. They had this shit when we were like in middle the school. 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Some shit like Herschel Walker. It was like the big yeah, the big draw.
2: I got a lot of thoughts on that stuff, but I don't want to bog the podcast down. This is hilarious. This is completely Washington football team type shit. So it's it's been leaked that they're going to change their name to the Commanders. Because someone from the Washington football team sent some video to NBC and didn't blur out the paper that was sitting on the desk that said commanders. Oh, fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a double bluff. I you Feisman. know it
0: can't be, right? <laughs> There's no way they're that smart in Washington. They couldn't Feisman figure out was- what the fuck to do. Theisman was on the local news talking about it being the commanders. Maybe it's true.
2: The worst kept secret in all of football is anything that comes out of the Redskins slash football team slash commanders organization. God. What a mess that place is.
0: Just imagine like tomorrow. They're going to be like, surprise, surprise. And everyone's going (laughs) to be like, yeah, we fucking know already. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because they're like, like the commanders. And everyone's going to be like, "Uh uh-huh. we knew that already. Yeah.
2: Any thoughts on the name? Like, I don't
0: dislike the name. Actually, I think it's cool. I I think it's pretty neutral.
2: I know a lot of people are pissed because they wanted like the Washington Red Tails and stuff like that. They wanted a a more ethnic thing, and just make the logo cool. (laughs) Yeah. What the
0: fuck is a Red (laughs) Tail?
2: (laughs) It's uh. (laughs) Really going down uh, going down roads today. It the Red Tails. Then I'm I should be. As the historian of life, you should know this too, Peter. You're a historian. It's like some group of African American pilots, I think in World War II, were called the Red Tails. And I'm, when I'm wrong, go ahead, people, beat me up on Twitter,
0: because I'm probably wrong about that. <laughs> you, are, you are correct.
2: Yes. First time in my life.
0: <laughs> now I feel like a dumbass, because I don't know. Now you
2: know, we just edumacated you on something.
0: Yes. It's called Average Cheese for a reason. Yes. I, uh, that's there. my disclaimer to everything. To everything happens, yeah. Yeah. Everything that I fuck up, I'm just <laughs> blame it on the name. So I've been it. Right.
1: I threw one in for you, sir. If, you. if it's not special teams, you don't want to know, you see. Right.
2: You want to talk about the Super Bowl at all? Sure. Or the games that got I, played?
1: I didn't realize they still played the Super Bowl if the Packers weren't in it. I know. Right.
2: I did not watch last year. I know I told you this. I, I think I'm going to watch this game. I'm happy for Matt Stafford and the Rams. And you know, the Bengals haven't been in the Super Bowl since what 80 80 something. I know they played the 49ers in like the early 80s, like 81, yep. 82, somewhere in there. Yep.
1: Played the 49ers twice. In both in the 80s, right? Yeah, one at the beginning of the 80s, one at the end of the 80s. Okay.
2: So it's maybe it was 88, 89. I'm trying to think back. Yeah. But anyway, if they were to win a Super Bowl after what 35, that's awesome. Yeah. They haven't been in it since you know since the 80s. That's cool. And Matthew Stafford, I'd like to see him get a ring. I'm not going to lie. I think he's a good quarterback. You know, he was in Detroit for so long, played in that mess.
0: I haven't watched him in in like a really long time. And I watched a pretty good portion of that game. The spin he can put on a football, it is a tight fucking spiral that guy throws all the time. All the time. You never see see a ball coming out of his hand that's kind of wobbled or kind of a little off. Super tight spiral that guy throws. I don't know. I just thought that was in- interesting when I was watching. It's like, God damn, man, that guy's got a
1: fucking arm. Peter, thoughts on the Rams
2: 49ers game?
1: Happy to see the Rams win. Mainly because I want the better team to win. And the Rams consistently over the course of the season were a better team than the than the 49ers. Like you guys, I'm pleased to see Matthew Stafford get to the Super Bowl. Cooper Cup was special last week, just as it's like he's been season. If Devontae Adams is the number one receiver in the league, then Cooper Cup's 1B, isn't he? Because he's an exceptional, exceptional receiver. And I don't know what, what the line is, but I, I would imagine that the Rams are favorites for the Super Bowl. I don't know what the early line is. I imagine they're favorites by one, but I think it's going to make for a very, a very good Super Bowl.
2: Matthew Stafford did almost throw Well, he did throw it to the wrong team. They just didn't catch it. I think they're the better football team in this game. I think they're more balanced on offense and defense. They have a better defense than the Bengals. The Bengals could give up 40 in this game. It might be a very entertaining Super Bowl, by the way, because it might be a track meet. That would be great. I'm super happy to see that the 49ers aren't in it. Some people are like, oh, we want the team that beat us to be in the Super Bowl. Oh, fuck all of that. I do not want to see that at all. (laughs) I can't stand Jimmy Garoppolo. I can't stand Shanahan. Like, I don't want any of those fools in there. And it would just make me mad. And I would never watch the Super Bowl if the 49ers were in it this year. That, there's no chance of that happening. So now that the Rams are in it, I feel like I can watch. I have no you know, skin in the game. I'll just be happy if one of those dudes you know, plays well. Yeah, it's going to be fun. The Rams open as four-point favorites, and it's climbed a little bit since then. But it's around and
1: that 4-5 number. And that sounds about right. That sounds about right, doesn't it? I um, think so. I think they're the I, better I, team. But I think the neat thing about this game is even if the Rams get out ahead early, even a couple of scores early, or even three scores early, you know, the last couple of weeks history says Cincinnati's not out of it. Yeah. Joe Burrows, but exceptional come from behind victory last weekend. And like you say, I think it could be a super exciting Super Bowl. You could easily see see it being a 41-38 game. Having said that, it'll end up 10-3 or something. Right. This
0: <laughs> um mcveigh's second appearance as a coach right that's pretty like before 40 probably before the age of 40
2: yeah he doesn't get a lot of love does he
0: yeah i mean this it's the second time
2: yeah it should be fun you know joe burrow i don't know what to call it this is gonna come off super fucking weird but here it goes he has that big dick energy i like the way he plays football he's brett Favre without the useless interceptions He feels like he can do it on any play. And that's how he's going to come back. Like Peter said, he can come back from three touchdowns down because he believes he's going to do it. And he's not going to try to throw it through a guy's chest to get to his guy like Brett Favre would back in the day. He will keep making his throws. And the halftime show should be great, too. Can't wait for that.
0: My brother Eminem will be on it. Yeah, Dr. Dre, Snoop, all those guys. Yeah,
2: all those geriatric rappers from the 80s and 90s can't oh. wait Peter I know you're excited too I see that look on your face you are excited <laughs> to see that happen
1: I've got nothing that's alright it's okay that you don't <laughs> like the
2: rap music
1: oh. alright
2: so let's wrap this joker up alright so thanks for listening to episode 74 of the Average Cheese podcast the Henry Jordan episode go pack go go pack go go pack go, go, pack, go.